0: And again, I don't start until August 1. I have a lot to learn. But in any situation like this, I always look for a win win scenario. That being said, it's important that whatever happens is in the best interest of this conference. But I look forward at the right time to have those conversations. But thank you for your question. The house, That's your mark. He's your Big 12 conference commissioner um dude, he's got to know like, how how big of a foul up this is and how bad it looks right
1: um i don't think they care at this point man no I, well I, I mean, probably I, not I, I really i don't i may, maybe they're embarrassed if it involves all three of their school i mean and that's really the question here is is this rule changed Do they care about it if it's Kansas State, OSU, and let's say Texas Tech in this three-way tie? I I think that's a legitimate question at this point. Are are they really looking into this and changing the rule this late if OU or Texas is not involved in this?
0: Yeah. Probably. I mean, if it's the exact same scenario and – they had the same inquiry about it like the press did here uh, because you got two local teams, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, that could be caught up in it, then my guess is probably yes, but I'm not necessarily sure about that. That's the thing is we don't
1: know. Yeah, and and if you you just heard yesterday or if you just tuned in and wondering what we're talking about, um, we ran down the scenarios yesterday, Big 12 championship scenarios and probably the most popular one, Texas wins out, OU wins out, OSU wins out, Kansas State wins out. And yesterday, the tiebreaker scenarios that the Big 12 themselves put out before the year under their own tiebreaker scenarios, if all four of those teams wins out, it would be uh, Texas and Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. Yes, OSU would have beaten both K-State and OU, who they'd be in a three-way tie with but Kansas State would make it to Arlington based on the Big 12's own tiebreaker scenario. Now it sounds like they're going to change it, and they would change it to where Oklahoma State would get the nod in the conference championship game. Now, it does seem right, it does seem fair, if you're in a three-way tie, if one team beat the other two teams, that, well, yeah, that makes sense, they should make the Big 12 championship game, but a point that was brought up is, well... Oklahoma State didn't have to play Texas. Currently the number one team in the conference, and the other two teams did. So that's not exactly yeah. balanced the right way.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like it, On the surface level, you say, yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, because like, I read Trammell's article on it, and he just kind of throws it out there. Any reasonable person would, would say that Oklahoma State, having beat the other two, is, you know, who should get the nod? And I mean, that's like your first thought about it. And then it's like, well, hang on a sec. Like the reason you have these tiebreakers in this situation is because you're not playing around Robin where everyone plays the exact same schedule. There's, there's differences there. So you have to compensate for that somehow. And the way that they decided to compensate for it previously is. You take the com the, the highest ranked common opponent that they all faced, and if Kansas were to lose to Cincinnati, that would come up as Iowa State, right? And that's kind of what we talked y- about. Y- yeah,
1: right. And so like and a lot of you have texted in, well, oh, you should have just taken care of business. They should have taken care of business, hundred oh, percent. No kidding. But this is more about the Big Twelve changing the rules of how they select the two teams in the conference championship game with two games left who 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 does that who completely writes rewrites their conference championship scenarios with two games left that's why it's it's right. so embarrassing and it's so big 12 and all of this is what it is yes ou should have taken care of business they shouldn't have lost to the other two teams we all know that but still like who 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 changes who changes things this late in the year when they already had it written out before the season
0: no. It's just uh, And by the it's way, weird. Brett
1: McMurphy is reporting all of this now. Uh, this is going to confuse everyone. Big 12 title game tiebreaker update. If multiple Big 12 teams are tied and one team holds win versus the other teams in the tiebreaker, then that team wins tiebreaker, source told Action Network. So obviously this might come in play with OU, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Kansas State, all five and two in league play right now. So the Big 12 uh, ADs do have that scheduled call on Wednesday and are expected to uh, restate intent of tiebreaker.
0: Well, Here's the thing. hmm. It's funny that he says that. A source told him, um, well, I have a source that tells me that that's not the case. And my source is better because I'm going off of the written rules of the Big 12. All right, the written rules of the Big 12 do not say that. So I I don't know. I don't even know who whoever his source is. I don't even know that they have the ability to just you know, single-handedly make that decision on their own. I'm guessing. You know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm
1: guessing the source is Brett Yormark because there's a quote in the same tweet it says there's no change in our rules, source said. Head-to-head results take precedence similar to industry standards. Well, that's not what was written in your, in your rule. Uh, like that, that wasn't written before the season. So what do you mean there's no change in your rules? There absolutely yeah. is change to your rules. What are you talking about, industry source?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't wait to hear the clarification. Make sure that – uh. Make sure everyone you go to the Big 12 website and screenshot the way they have the rules written now. And uh because he's stating that they're not changing the rules. Well, yeah, you are. And you can't clarify and just add a line that totally changes everything and say that, well, that was just a clarification. Well, no, that's not a clarification. It's an entirely different rule.
1: God, I'm just so ready to get out of this league. Oh, I wish it could happen tomorrow. And like we said earlier, Tech slime, great idea. Uh, take the Big Twelve patches off the jerseys, put SEC patches on it, and put the SEC logo on the field for the final home game. Just go ahead and do it. Why right? Not? Yeah. I just you can't you can't. I mean, you really can't get out of this league fast enough. Everyone around yeah. here's had it. It's. Thankfully, there's only two games left. But right. here's the thing is a lot of crap has happened here recently. What's what's left to come, the final two games?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know why you're in such a hurry to leave. It's a content machine, isn't it?
1: It's a content machine, but, God, it's so frustrating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh,
1: Mark in Newcastle, does Big 12 get sued by teams, screwed by conference championship game rule decision due to lost revenue? I'm guessing Mark is asking there, can there be a lawsuit with all of this at some point? uh,
0: Possibly. I mean, if that's an avenue you want to go down, I, I don't I don't I think, know. I think
1: everyone's just ready to go their separate ways. Like, all right, whatever. See ya.
0: Well, I don't know. I guess it depends how much – because you, you have a revenue sharing in the conference, which is why uh, all of these teams have gotten so much money over the years because of Oklahoma and Texas carrying the conference, you know. But – What's the, Is there a payout for making the conference championship game that goes individually to those teams?
1: I know what the playoff, everyone shares that uh, that same payout, correct? Everyone in the conference does?
0: I, I think. I don't know exactly how that works. I mean, I think you – I mean, I guess maybe you make money off of your own stuff that you're able to generate in-house. But, yes, I think that goes – like, what your payout and stuff goes back to the conference and is – divvied up that way
1: 405 if we put sec patches and logos on the field for the last home game the big 12 would make us forfeit the game no matter the outcome worth it worth it
0: totally worth it. they're not going to let
1: you uh they're going to change the rules again so you're not in the conference championship game so what does it matter
0: well let's just since i don't know if they're going to call this a typo or whatever like let's make a typo on our big 12 emblem
1: (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, I, I like that idea. I, it's just going to be funny when this this whole thing, is it, it's become a big deal. The Big 12 is going to have to clarify, release a statement. People are going to be making fun of them. And it's, it's all going to be for naught. And there's going to be two clear-cut participants in the Big 12 championship game, and it's going to be Oklahoma and Texas. It's going to mm-hmm. be beautiful. I can't wait.
0: Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I'm fascinated by it. I... I hope there's some type of transparency with this clarification conference call that they're gonna to have tomorrow.
1: Well clearly they're um, gonna say, Well, there's no there's no there's never any change to the rules. There's no change to the rules, it's just here's here's what the rule is.
0: Right. It's that's crazy.
1: Uh someone crazy. asked uh, what what are they gonna do next? Change the pass interference rules? I feel like they've already <laughs> done that. That's yeah, already done. They've happened. changed
0: they've changed the pass interference rules, they've changed the Re-establishing yourself in bounds rules, they've established. They've changed the uh, targeting of a defensive player that's taking a, a knee in the end zone rule against Oklahoma. There's all kinds of stuff they've changed.
1: It's uh, it's par for the course, is uh, what it is. Yeah. I, I guess just root for. Simplest way at this point, just root for Oklahoma State to lose to Houston, Texas to lose to Iowa State. At least, I think. I don't know. Had it all figured out yesterday. Not so much anymore. This has all changed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if Oklahoma State and Texas both lose and we win out, we're in and we don't have to worry about it, right? Uh,
1: Yeah, and that's why I am finding more and more positives for the uh, 10 a.m. local kick that we're going to experience on Saturday is that um, 10 a.m. local, 11 a.m. here – um, none of the games in the conference that you really care about will also be at eleven a m so you play this game, you win this game, and you sit back the rest of the day and root for the scenarios that you need to happen happen so i 'm feeling a lot better about the ten a m local kick than I did Saturday night, finding positives here
0: yeah, no, I think that 'll be good i i don 't mind it you know obviously i 'm making the trip out out there and i 'll be happy to to get. On the road and try and get back home if we can get a in and out with a victory and feel good about it. But I do think it offers a competitive advantage for us, not only in the in the game against BYU because, like we talked about earlier, I mean it's 10 a.m. local time for them. It's an 11 o'clock kick for us. Nothing has changed. You know that's we're used to that. Six
1: time this year already that that would be the case. We're used to finishing seven eleven a.m. kickoffs in the regular season,
0: and. It was it was between this early kick and the late late kick. Right? And the late kick would have had the Sooners possibly getting home at like, I don't know, four, or five in the morning from that trip and that game. And you know, that puts a real hamper on what you can do on Sunday. Now, under this scheduling Should be able to get back to Oklahoma at a decent time and get the players off, uh, you know, to go get some rest, get home, do, do their thing. And then you can turn Sunday into somewhat of a work day. It'll be there, uh, as Vinables calls it, mental Monday is going to happen on Sunday because you got the short week against TCU at home. So I, and that's an
1: 11 a.m. kick too. (laughs) And that's
0: an 11 a.m. kick too. So it's not, it's not optimal, and it can be annoying for you know, prime time and everything like that, but in all reality, it actually ends up being the best scenario for the football yeah. team.
1: Earliest kickoff time in uh, OU history, ten oh seven. Ten ten was the Cotton Bowl when you guys beat Arkansas, so got to mm-hmm. be by uh, three minutes. Someone texted in earlier and said, Hey, good news, there's only a 10% chance of rain in Provo on Saturday. I looked on the Weather Channel app, um, high of 50 degrees. Considerable cloudiness with occasional rain showers. Winds light and variable. Chance of rain fifty percent. So okay. That's Saturday during the day is what we're looking at. Okay. Hoping to avoid the rain.
0: Yeah. I think the fifty degrees
1: um, and no rain. I could. I'd be all about that. Let's let's go.
0: Yeah. I think the um, I, I think the Apple just on your iPhone the weather app is the best, and it just flat out says no precipitation. Doesn't okay. even give well, you a percentage. you know what? Ain't I'm happening. willing to.
1: I like recruiting rankings. Which, which mm-hmm. site has you ranked the highest? I'll, I'll just go with that one.
0: That's it. That's right. That's right. What, one more uh, text
1: here uh, yeah. with all this Big 12 stuff. For the 918, if this crap is going on in football, diamond sports and hoops are going to get squeezed. Maybe, but it's probably not going to matter in softball. They can overcome that and still destroy everyone. So, I'm not yeah. worried
0: there. Yeah. That's – I'm uh, – have we had an update on the softball stadium, how they're looking?
1: Uh, the, uh, Patty said a little over a month ago that they were on track to to, to play their next year, play their first home game there next year. Did okay. you drive by it the other day and say, hmm, they better better hurry up?
0: I didn't, but, you know, I know someone that has – was working out there every single day for a long time and was constantly telling me there's no chance that that's happening. <laughs> so, I don't know if things have changed. I'm sure they have. Since then cuz we've really it's been dry and there's been a a really long run of of good weather conditions for for getting the work done and I don't know, I feel like the supply chain and everything has has cleaned up quite a bit. So, the the one thing hopefully they're back on the track. The one
1: thing you got to remember though is it's not like football where if you're not opening up the season in week one, you're opening up the season in week two. Like softball is on the road quite a bit. Like they open up the season on February eighth, but they don't play an actual yeah. home game until March first. Yeah, but still, that's yeah. that's going to get here pretty quick.
0: And you know, maybe they have, maybe they have the field and in like seating and everything ready, but maybe like the entire. Facility for like the locker room. Maybe all that's not a hundred percent done, but you can still play a softball game there. You know what I'm saying? Because they have their other facilities. They don't have. They didn't have to tear anything down, like an old locker room, in order to be in. Like they had to be in that place by X date. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so well,
1: they better have everything nailed down in the outfield once they play. If it's not finished, or softballs will be ricocheting off that and left and yep. center and right field. It'll yep, be a yep, hazard. Yep.
0: They'll get it done. Come on. Patty always gets what she wants. Okay? They'll
1: national, get it done. Well, if those, if that is a national championship, then yes, that that is accurate.
0: Well, We'll yeah. see if she wants a national championship this year or not. Uh, you know, we'll, just have to, we'll have to wait until, what, early June to, to find out. All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Here from Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC. Stay
1: tuned. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe sooner, football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner Fans. Fowler Automotive is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the showroom. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community. And it's important
2: to us that we help build the 355510 and make sure they're working for you. I know one thing: there won't be a, a slide on the game, so because there, there can't be a game before that one. So it'll be early morning. So I'm just going to ask everybody to remember the early morning uh, seminary days, get up early, fans, and show up and be there early. The Cougar should will taste really good by in the morning, right? It'll Be hot and fresh, ready to roll. We'll be eating our pregame meal three and a half to four hours before, so 6 a.m. Wake up, and then uh, away we go. I mean, that's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. The uh, I don't know what the weather's going to look like, but I, this is a really cool experience. Let's get ready to roll, man. I'm, I'm excited to play this game. And the earlier, the better. I mean, we went from playing late at 8.15 to now playing early. I don't, I don't think there's going to be – this is the first game, of the, of, the, first game of, the, of the day, right? Yeah, so pretty cool. It's going to be weird going home after the game and having the sun out.
1: I think BYU head coach Kalani Sataki just proved your point there. Like at this point with OU, 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. games when you're out there, it's, yeah, yeah whatever, that's, yeah. But Kalani Sataki's like, yeah, for, first first game, right? Okay, yeah, so uh, four hours before the game, we'll eat, 6 a.m. wake-up call. Like, there's a lot going into this for, for those guys for a 10 a.m. kick. It's like an 11-hour difference from their, or about a, what, 10-hour difference, I guess, from their game last week, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's not the first yeah. time they played in that time slot this year, that 8:15 out there.
0: I know it it's it's interesting but I'm glad that we're not playing that late game uh sitting around all day I mean there's some benefits to that playing that game sometimes but considering the circumstances surrounding this one I think it's actually I think it's being played at the right time. Get in, get
1: out of there. Like, I wouldn't fear BYU anymore if it was a night game compared to 10 a.m. Some have had that take. I think you should go out there and handle them regardless of the kickoff. But Mm -hmm. it just sets you up a lot better for the short week against TCU, for sure. 100%.
0: He said the Cougar tails are going to taste good.
1: And they're warm. Uh,
0: And they're going to be warm warm and fresh. fresh what he said. What exactly is, it's like a gigantic
1: donut, is that right? I believe it's a maple donut. It's almost oh, like a, a gigantic Long John maple yeah. donuts is what it is. I'm d- debating on if I'm going to get one or not on Saturday. Like, I don't think it's going to taste good, and I'm for sure not going to eat the whole thing.
0: What do you mean you you don't think it's going to taste good? What what does that even mean? I don't
1: know if, I don't know. I just don't know if I'm going to be game for that. We'll we'll see. But oh, I feel like dude, I have I, to get one just for the experience.
0: Yeah, it looks fantastic to me. That's my favorite donut. See. As long as it is it like a, as long as it's a a donut consistency and there's not too much bread in there. You know how donuts almost hollow sometimes?
1: 16-inch long maple bar is Hey-o. what it is. Yeah, and I guess uh, kids in the student section, just buy one and pass her around. The more the merrier. They're all eating off the same donut there.
0: That's interesting. I've seen them show that on TV before. It's like, okay, that's that's something.
1: That's interesting. I might. um, I might. Pass on the cougar tail and save for the brownies and ice cream that I'm going to get at the end of the first quarter from uh, the BY whoever from BYU hands those out. You, you know about that, right?
0: Well, is it the is it when it is the end of the first quarter? End of the
1: first quarter. And Iowa State fans got it last week. They, I thought it was just ice cream. Like I, I talked about it in the off season, and I read an article that just said ice cream. But apparently, Iowa State got brownies too. So I'm really hoping for that combination. That'd be great.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: what a unique uh, place. Oh my gosh. Like, and, and not, a, and, and there's not alcohol in every college football stadium. Like Nebraska didn't have it last year, but just the, <laughs> the unique setting, the unique concession, uh, situation. And the fact that they bring you food at the end of the first quarter to the visitor section. That's it's wild.
0: I know. Uh, I am really hopeful that they have a bunch of those up in the press box because I plan on mm-hmm. maybe setting the world record for cougar tails in one should. football game. Yeah, I've already hold the Big Twelve record for uh, choco tacos in a single game up at
1: K State. So until why you, not have multiple records until your mark took them away from the freezer up there in Manhattan? Yeah idiot um boy there's some great jokes on here let's see if how many of those i can read come on tyler have one it will soak up some of the alcohol from the night before yeah that'll probably happen friday night so that's a pretty good idea
0: what is your plan now you're getting out are you going out there thursday
1: yeah i'm doing uh i'll be doing like the last hour hour and a half of the show uh in salt lake at like like the espn salt lake station they're gonna let me uh crash the party there And then Friday from 2 to 6 Central, 1 to 5 Mountain, Poplar Mm -hmm. Street Pub, which is in downtown Salt Lake. Okay. And then the OU Club of Utah is going to have a big party there from 7 to 9 on Friday night. And they've got two busloads of people uh, going from Salt Lake to Provo and then back to Salt Lake after the game. Nice. So there's going to be a good amount of OU fans there uh, for this trip. And that's nice. not surprising. I mean, it's a place that OU's never played a game in the state of Utah before. You may not, you may never have another opportunity to see a unique setting like this with the, the mountains and the backdrop and all that. So a lot of people plan this one before the season, before the 10 a.m. kickoff. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll go see that one time. That'll be cool.
0: Yeah. I And I've never been to, to Utah Same. outside of flying like as a connection in, in the Salt Lake. Yeah. Uh, airport I think only once but outside of that I've never been there um, I'm I'm anxious to see what it looks like and I, how far is it from Salt Lake City is it just like 40 miles or? 40
1: miles maybe huh, I think okay. give, give or take something like that
0: so maybe a, a 45 minute hour drive Are you guys staying in Salt
1: Lake are you staying in Provo you have no idea you won't know till Friday I'm sure no clue you could be stayed on the moon and you wouldn't know about it till you guys land
0: 100% correct i have no idea where we're staying and if salt lake city is that close my guess is we'll be playing or staying in salt lake city probably close to the airport it it just seems like it's a probably a cheaper, easier option, but I don't know that for sure. So
1: the airport, uh, this is not like Denver where you fly to Denver and you got to drive. It feels like an hour to get to downtown. <laughs> oh, it's
0: not like Denver where you fly to Wyoming yeah, and drive basically. to downtown Denver. Yeah,
1: uh, it looks like the 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 airport's like right there in in town. So downtown's not too far away. So if you're staying in Salt Lake, maybe you can come to the OU Club of Utah party on Friday night at Poplar Street Pub. I've just
0: been handed a note that we are staying in Salt Lake City.
1: There you go. Rocky Kalmus is going to come to the OU Club of Utah party on Friday night. I'll be there. I will be there. And then on Saturday after the game, we'll be at uh, Wingers. So they do serve alcohol there. So if that's what you're looking for and to watch the games, come see us at Wingers for the postgame show. It's like four miles away from the stadium. It's in Provo.
0: In a... Semi-related note, I feel like maybe a couple years ago we were talking about Salt Lake City and we saw that um, they are rated very highly by the NBA teams for their, um, how do you say, nighttime entertainment, James Harden
1: style. There's strip clubs in Salt Lake? No way! Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm about. I remember reading that. I'm about to really mess up our search history on the (laughs) studio computer. (laughs) Strip clubs in Salt Lake. I what? There's no way. I I'm telling you, I remember
0: the conversation, and there was like a uh, some article that was like rating the like the NBA cities. And it was either number one or top five or Man. something. And we were like,
1: what? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so can you make me a promise here? Then sure. I'm going to read all five of these uh, gentlemen's club names. Actually, there's more than that. Jeez, there's a, a lot. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read one. You know which one I'm talking about. Can we move on to a new subject? Sure. Okay, there's Exotic Kitty, Gentlemen's Club, there's Pinkies Cabaret. There's Trails Gentleman's Club and then there's the American Bush in Salt Lake.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh there's the Cougar Tail. Uh Yeah, that's uh, so that's a fascinating little God, Salt th- Lake
1: City, Sin City the more that I look at I it. Jeez. I'm telling you. <laughs> Man. I might see James Harden on Friday night. He might stumble into the OU Club of Utah party thinking he's in yeah. the right place, wrong place. Interesting.
0: Let's see who the uh uh, let's see who they're playing that night. That's funny. That's funny. Well,
1: it'll it'll be uh, cool just just to go there once uh, to experience yep. that, and then um, hey, it sounds like it's a, a cool place to go once, you know. And you just check that off the list. First time OU's ever played a a game in the state of Utah, and you're a twenty four and a half point favorite. Please don't make this game interesting. Go run the ball you know? with Sawchuck and Talwee Walker, and you know just 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 handle this one.
0: I think outside of the two or the Rose Bowl game I played in, the Rose Bowl game I attended and the Rose Bowl game against UCLA, I don't think I've ever been west of the Colorado Rockies or where were west of Denver.
1: No Fiesta Bowl trip for you ever? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Oh, you played at C in Seattle in 2008? Eugene in 2006. Screw job there. But that's, yeah, that's really about it.
0: If I'm there, I think that's it. I think that's it. I didn't go to the, um, what was the bowl game against oh, the Inside Iowa? Bowl? Yeah. Inside Bowl. Didn't make that trip either. So it's kind of a, a little tidbit for me.
1: Yeah. It's going to uh, be fun. Salchuk RB1, starting running back. Yeah. They, they it found feels a that game. way,
0: doesn't it? It it really feels that way.
1: Yeah, I mean he's just he's just found he's he's found the the O lines found it. He's found it. Uh, really, just the running back position in general. Especially when you can mix in the run game with Dylan Gabriel. That's that's when you see this run game really do some nice things. And I I, I mean it, man. And in conference play, I think there's a real chance OU can have its best day on the ground on Saturday. In fact, I'm going to start to the longer the week goes on, I'm going to start to expect it more and more. I think that opportunity's there. This BYU team is beat up, man, and they're going to get some players back, but yeah. Sataki said this is the most difficult schedule in BYU history. We're at the tail end of the season. I think they're really feeling the effects from that. Yeah, Outscored 117-26 to their last three games. Not that they've mailed it in and they've quit. They're just – I think they're wore out.
0: No, I agree with you, and congratulations. When you're wore out, you get – uh, Oklahoma at home and at Oklahoma State, two teams right there fighting for a, a Big 12 championship berth. So n- neither team is going to be coming in on cruise control, right? They're going to be, like, out ready to prove something. So, no, I don't feel sorry for you. Welcome to the big leagues. All right, quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left here from Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC. Stay tuned.
1: Do you eat? sleep
2: and breathe sooner football we do too This is the ref home of sooner fans There are trucks then there's the truck GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine the ultimate luxury interior and of course the av- helps veterans like Adam get the benefits
0: they've earned. they help more than a million veterans every year. My victory is being
2: there for the next generation. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Oh, he has tons of experience, and so you could see it. He feels really comfortable. I thought he was that way when we played him, you know, years ago. And so he's he's got so much talent, and, and you know, I've known about him because we try to keep keep up with the local boys and try to see how, how those guys are doing and yeah, on, on the field, wherever they go. And, and he's been... Man, I've been really impressed with him. It's been a lot of fun. You see him in the rivalry game, Red River Rivalry. He had a great showing.
1: Can you say Red River Rivalry? Can you say it better than Kalani Sataki tried to right there? Red River Rivalry. Not the smoothest transition or not the smoothest execution there from BYU head coach. Kalani Sataki, but he's talking about Dylan Gabriel there. And yeah, uh, BYU played UCF in a bowl game three, four years ago. So there's a little familiarity with the BYU staff and Dylan Gabriel. But Kalani Satake saying he's very impressed with the uh, OU quarterback. We do have the college football playoff rankings coming out tonight. That is at 8 p.m., and there is a CBS ranking. They, they had it projected tonight. What was OU, 17 last week? They have OU coming in at number 14 tonight. Behind oh. Oregon State at 13, Missouri at 12, Penn State at 11, and Ole Miss at 10. Now, I'm not paying attention to the rankings for OU in terms of can they make the playoff or not. That's not going to happen. It's really getting in that top 12 to give yourself a better chance at a New York Six Bowl.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, I I imagine, we talked about it before. Would you say they've already got, did they already announce it?
1: No, it's at 8 tonight is what it is. Oh,
0: okay. Um, yeah, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for Oklahoma to rise up to get into that, that top 12, especially as things kind of unfold in front of them. Um, I think they will, even if they don't. You know, make the uh, the Big Twelve championship game. They're going to be well outside of Texas. They're going to be by far the highest ranked, right?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean o- OSU. I, I think they were 15 last week. I, I mean they're going to be about 23, 24, in the 24 yeah, like, right right around there. Kansas State will still be ranked, but they're not going to jump OU. OU if they're if they're two and zero, they'll be the second highest ranked Big Twelve team by by far the the only scenario where they wouldn't be is if Kansas State is in the Big 12 championship game and they end up beating Texas they could potentially jump OU there
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah cuz because they're 7 and 3 right now K State is uh in the AP they're 7 to 3 and they're 23 in the AP Oklahoma State's 24 and Oklahoma currently sits at 14 in the AP and you know there's there's still going to be teams that that drop down that are in front of them currently, I would imagine um, Oregon State uh, potentially. Which did I see that? Are they a favorite against Washington?
1: It was a I think one point. It was a one point line uh, when I saw it on Sunday. Let me see where it's at now.
0: Two and a half. Oregon State. Two Oregon and a half State point.
1: minus two and a half at home. Wow.
0: Yep, they're good, dude. I'm telling you, they are a good football team, and they lost to. Uh, they lost to Arizona in a really tight game, and Arizona's a uh, good quality football team. But, yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all. Coming off of, you know, some of the, the big games that they've had and just kind of finding a way to get get past some people, it wouldn't shock me at all if they won that game.
1: Uh, spreads for this weekend, by the way. Yeah, OU minus 24.5, and then the games that we're really paying attention to. OSU's a seven-point favorite. At Houston, that's three p.m. on ESPN two. Uh, K State now an eight point favorite at Kansas. That's six p.m. on FS one. Texas yeah. a seven and a half point favorite at Iowa State. Seven p.m. on Fox.
2: Who's most likely
1: to, Who's most likely to lose? OSU at Houston or, State. or Texas at Iowa State?
0: It's got to be Oklahoma State, doesn't it? I mean, they looked atrocious against UCF, and, and you know, I am I know that that was that game was in a weird spot. Coming off of the big emotional wind, storm the field, tear the goalposts down, all of that stuff. Um, going on the road, played in a monsoon. I mean, I understand all of those things, but
1: Texas is playing goodness. the better team. OSU looks like, by far, the more vulnerable team. Texas mm-hmm. also without its best running back, but OSU, like, Ollie Gordon's been kind of limping around a little bit, and he had a... Fumble early on in that UCF game. Uh, I, yeah, just based on last week, and not that Texas looked great in the fourth quarter, I'll say OSU is the most vulnerable out of the two. They, That's they what could it absolutely. Feels like to me. I think both teams could lose. Like, neither of those two are guaranteed to win by any stretch. I would say OSU is probably more vulnerable than Texas. Yeah.
0: I mean, Ollie Gordon had 12 carries for 25 yards against. UCF, like that's, I don't know, man. I, it's really hard to to look forward. In Houston, is Houston like they they have really struggled this year? Uh, they've only got the two Big Twelve wins, um, close to having the third. Probably should have if that game was handled better down the stretch. But I don't know. I, I, Iowa State is one of those teams, and they've they've done it to me like thirty times now where you see what they do, and it's like, man, their quarterback, Rocco Beck's really starting to get it going. He's playing much better. They're running the football a lot better than they did early on. They've got a great defense. And then they just, like, will show up to a game where you expect them to, to really challenge someone, and it's like, what, what happened?
1: What,
0: what Where where was the good football team that I've been watching the last three or four weeks? And I wonder if that's the Texas game that we're going to see that from them.
1: Yeah. Well, I just uh, th- this conference has been crazy all year long. It's just not it's not going to shock me at all. If uh, you, you know, honestly, what would shock me out of the three more than anything is uh, out of OSU, Kansas State, and Texas. It might shock me the most if Kansas State were to lose. Even the games at Kansas. Yeah, And Kansas is the highest-ranked team up. out of any of the three. But, yeah, sounds like they might be playing their freshman quarterback again. Like I expect K-State to roll KU in Lawrence.
0: Right. All right, well. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to give you player A and player B. You want to do that real quick?
1: Uh, I knew that you, you were uh, looking at something during the conversation, trying to multitask, but yes.
0: P- player A. One hundred seventy-three of two forty-six for twenty-two thirty-two yards, two thousand two hundred thirty-two yards, fourteen touchdowns, four interceptions. Okay. Okay. Player B, one hundred seventy-seven of two hundred eighty-five for two thousand one hundred twenty-one yards, fifteen touchdowns, seven interceptions.
1: Um. I'm gonna guess player B is. It's definitely someone in a game that we're just talking about. I'm. I'm gonna guess that you're telling me Rocco Beck has surprisingly really good numbers.
0: Okay. Well, correct. Yeah. He's. Yes. And so then, what player is he?
1: He's, well, he's player B. The Yeah.
0: He's, yeah, he's player and Quinn B. Quinn
1: Ewers is cl- player A. I thought you That's might right. throw out a comparison between Q- Quinn Ewers and someone else, and Rocco yeah. Beck made a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Quinn Ewers, the quarterback making a dramatic announcement, supposedly, that he's coming back next year, uh, has shockingly similar numbers to Rocco Beck, uh, the freshman at Iowa State, right? Yeah. I mean, he's thrown for what, 100, 100 yards more? And one touchdown less. He does have uh, fewer interceptions, but uh I'm not all that surprised,
1: man. And Quinn Ewers has just been consistently built about. up built up to be something that I don't think that he is. He's not he's a bad he's not a bad okay. quarterback, but he's just he's okay, man. That's that's what he that's is. Right. And he's had all two right. great performances against Alabama, and that's great, but outside that there's there's a lot of average in there.
0: I'm trying. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up here from Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC next.
1: Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is the Ref, home of Sooner fans. You're a member of the Ref Army, and we know you want to show it this football season. Just visit kref.com, click the KREF store link on the menu, and check out our fresh line of shirts like the official Ref Army tailgate shirt, say goodbye to the Big 12 with our thanks for the Trophy shirt, and join
2: With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal, on a van, across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas brilliantly executed can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs.
1: Call Fast Signs of Norman, 405-701-2890. Well, I think we somehow lost our music for the uh, final segment of the day, so no buffer uh, there. Hey, at least it happened in the final segment of the show and not uh, early on, right? Or the, or with the all that lines. silence,
0: I was like, what, what's he doing, trying to call Coach Stoops or yeah. something? Yeah, uh, the
1: phone lines aren't working. Hopefully they work on Thursday when we catch up with uh, Coach Stoops. No, final uh, hour of the show brought to you by the Riverwind Casino. Yes, we do have the newest set of college football playoff rankings being released tonight. Georgia, the new number one after dominating Ole Miss this weekend. Michigan, after not throwing a pass to beat Penn State for like the final 35 minutes of the game, are they number one? Uh, there will be a debate at the top once again. I think
0: Georgia's number one personally. I don't know what the what the committee's going to do. I, I mean, Who knows? They'll find a different justification each week to put someone ahead of someone else. In my opinion, I think I think Georgia's the best team in the country right now. And dare I say Alabama's number two?
1: Man, they look good. Uh, Kentucky's a good football team. It's hard to – I mean, and I guess Georgia did the same thing to Kentucky. Bama did it in Lexington, but
2: Kentucky's mm-hmm. just
1: kind of a style of a team. It's, it's hard to beat them as soundly as Alabama did. I, I think you could be right. Georgia does feel like the best team. They're starting to roll on offense, and Brock Bowers is back. That's that's a big thing. Right. But Bama seems like they figured it out on offense, for sure.
0: They've they figured it out. They figured something out. Um is he's grown by leaps and bounds so far this year. Uh you know, we, we'll see. I mean we're, we're going to get a chance to see those guys in the SEC Championship and that's going to clean itself up, but uh I, Michigan I think is really good, but I don't know, dude, it's just it's hard to gauge where the Big Ten teams really are, you know? It's almost like they're in this different world playing this different style of game to everyone else, and it's just hard to guess how it matches up. you
1: got to be able to stretch the field against Georgia and Alabama. You just have to. You can't just, you know, go two and a half quarters without throwing the ball like Michigan did against Penn State. That's not going to fly. I don't know if Michigan has a downfield passing game against a Georgia, team like Georgia or Bama.
0: Georgia just they get no credit for how good their offense is, but their offense is legit. Beck has been great, they got a ton of weapons. So, I don't know, I think it's Georgia. All right, that's it for us. Thank you to Dorsey Jones, Buke GMC, for having us out here. They took care of me. I got an oil change here fast, easy, affordable. Plus, they got a ton of stuff here on the lot. You got to come check these guys out. They're doing great stuff here. You guys killed it as always. You know what time it is. Let's go have a nice cold Pacifico.
2: You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KRF.